This is the Christ in Crime podcast, a new series exploring the intersectionality between theology, criminology, and forensic psychology. Due to some graphic content, listener and or viewer discretion is advised. Hey everyone, welcome to Christ in Crime. I'm Reverend Steve Green, very blessed and honored to be here. It's an intersectionality of the theological foundations of a Christian faith. And to my left is the co-host, Dr. Mike Arnfield. Mike. The underpinnings, Steve, as we've talked about of the Christian faith and the criminal mind. Mm. We, of course, conceptualized this initially as, as a course. Yes, yeah, uh, we did. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> criminal theology. Yes. And this arose from discussions we had had about, um, I mean, my work uh, examines, I mean, really... Uh, disturbing crimes and, yes. and the criminal mind and, and yep. the nature of psychopathy and yep. paraphilias. And when mm. we look at the experts over the years who, who have tabled um, and built the pool of knowledge in these areas, actually, they're represented first in, yes. in, in Scripture. And that's true. I'm an agnostic, let's acknowledge that right now. But but the reality is these are stories uh, some are allegories, yes. some are metaphorical, yes. but yep. people were yep. talking about these things yep. and acknowledging yep. the evil that yep. men do back yep. then. And they yep. just didn't have this, this, the same word stock that we do now to yes. classify it. Yep. So yep. what we would now look at as sadism or psychopathy is wickedness. Yes. And yep. we've yep. had some very philosophical discussions about some great ones. Some great does ones. wickedness exist as a criminal phenomena. Yes. In other words, are some crimes, we, we come up with all sorts of motivational models and explanations uh, for why criminals do the things they yep. do, but yep. Yep. can evil and wickedness also be an explanation? And that's, that's somewhere yes. where clinicians won't go, academics won't go. True. But when we merge, when this yes. little brain trust we've created, yes. we, we can go there. Yes, we can. And so a critical part of that, and I, I remember our conversations, which during university, which I went to seminary, we had conversations on exorcisms right. um, in regards to reports in which I can't, I can't remember the priest, but had reports on people being possessed and therefore from that does actually exist or is it actually mental health or is actually an evil spirit in the person and they being possessed from that, i.e. the exorcist um, movie as those natures. So yeah, this is good. This is very good. The melding of the minds of this critical situation. So this time we're at King's University College, yes. which is one of the affiliated colleges at Western University, where yes. I'm a uh, professor. Yes. Um, and I've been teaching, again, criminology through literature for years. Mm. Um, scripture is a whole other thing. That's, that's your domain. So okay. you've, you've come up with uh, a few um, books and chapters yes. in both Testaments. Yes that really are roadmaps to what we now understand to be very specific crimes. And yes. I thought we would start today um, by looking at, uh, and I got these from you. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> it's all good. But, yeah, man. It's all good. Let's do this. Yes, so yes. Psalm 69. Woo! Psalm 69. Yes. So Psalm 69 for me growing up was actually the name. There was a uh, industrial heavy, heavy metal band. That's true. Instrumental band. Oh my band, gosh. Good memory. Yeah, yes. Called Ministry. Yes. And yep. they would yes. have some sort of semi-religious yep. yep. uh, themed yep. songs. Yeah, well done, buddy. And uh, Psalm 69 was like one of their the better songs. known yeah. songs. Yeah, it's so good for you. Wow, okay, I'm sorry. So, well done, Mike. Very well done. So fast forward many, many years. Yes. And it comes up in one of our conversations because I had asked you, um, apropos of something else, when you hear about 
God's wrath and, and, and people praying for him to smite people, which I've yeah. sort of semi-heard about. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, that's all over the place. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> and specifically in Psalm 69. Psalm 69. So why don't yeah. you sum this up for me? Because you know what? When you boiled it down, um, it kind of makes the case for um, your appealing to God and your, to your, somebody. your soliciting murder. Oh yeah, it's murder Kill for somebody. hire. Absolutely. Can Absolutely. God be a hitman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the epistemological question. Here. It is. Yes. So, well done. Very well done. So, in Psalm 69, so to go back, there's different types of prayers. So, there's obviously petitions, supplications, intercessory. So, all those are basically, especially intercessory, I'm praying for you. So, God, please help Mike in right. the situation. Um, supplication is, regard, please, God, help me in regards to that. Um, there's also corporate prayer. There's uh, praise is Thanksgiving, but we come to imprecation, as you said before, is, hey, God, I want Mike dead. Um, so, <laughs> so he's got a hit, man. So in Psalm 69, if you go back, actually, we go to Jonah, um, and we all know about the large fish or the whale, whatever knowledge you want to use in regards to that. He actually hated the Ninevites. So he's an Israelite, and he did not want to go to speak to the Ninevites because he knew God would say to them, just repent, and it's all done. You'd be forgiven. He hated that so much that he actually said to God, I want you to kill them. Why? The Ninevites, or Nineveh, was the capital city of Assyria. And the Assyrians were the enemy of the Israelites. And so there's constant war, and there are war people. So they're saying, I want them dead. Why? Because they've killed my people. They burned my towns. So, hey, God, if you're really a, a wrathful, vengeful, angry, all-powerful God, smoke them. And not just smoke them, I'm talking like wasteland smoke. And so that's an example of an imprecatory aspect of Jonah saying to God, please kill them. God doesn't do that. He actually says, I want them to repent and change their ways. And then he gets angry. That's a different part of it. So in Psalm 69, um, David is calling up to God to say, God, I want you to kill them. And not all Psalms, because it says this Psalm 69, Psalm 109, um, were known as imprecatory Psalms. The vast majority of them, half of them basically, they speak about God's love, God's grace, God's mercy, God's protection, God help me. And then it flips over to, okay, we had enough fun. Now just kill him. So in this situation, David's in trouble. If you remember in Psalm 7, Saul is running after David. It wants to kill David. And because of David's faithfulness, he's like, I want Saul to be my king. He gets to Psalm 69, and there's other enemies now are coming into play. And he's being persecuted. He's being called names, he's being battered and bruised, David, and so he comes to the end of Psalm 69 and says, I want them dead. I want all of my enemies to lose blindness. I want all of them to be destroyed. I want them to lose sight. I want, and so from that, it comes that resolution of enough is enough. I'm done. I just kill them all. Kill them all, destroy them all in that. So is God a hitman? To get back to your original question, no. And according to the Christian faith, um, we don't ask for people to die. It goes against it. Do we have that humanistic desire to, for destruction? Absolutely. But God is not called upon to say, okay, I'm gonna wipe you out, because God is a God of love in our faith and also in our scriptures. So does God destroy the wicked? Yes. Does God destroy the wicked on our behalf? No, he destroys the wicked on, on his own righteousness, his own identity and so forth. Um, so there's a wrestling in regards to, okay, God, i.e. Uh, Russia and Ukraine. Hey, Lord, do we pray, kill all the Russians? God be like, no, I love them just as much as the Ukrainians. I love them just as much as you. Um, so hence, God is a just God, a noble God. So we have to wrestle that constantly and say, okay, how does, how does this work out in our faith? 
So get back to Psalm 69. It's a powerful, powerful one in regards to how do we now pray to God if we have an enemy who wants to hurt us, who wants to demolish us, who wants to demoralize us, who wants to strip us bare of our identity, of our land, of our freedoms, of our whatever. How then do we pray to him to say, God, you're a loving God, but this is not right. You need to be a just God in these actions. So yeah, imprecation is a type of prayer in which you do that. So yeah. So let's overlay this into a more secular uh, scenario. Sure. So modern day, someone, so you're talking, uh, this would be in Psalm 69, a, per, yep. a personal cause motivated. Yep. So yep. revenge Absolutely. is a personal cause, one yep. of the four recognized motivational models. Yep. Um, modern setting, revenge, greed, jealousy, whatever, yes. yep. uh, competition in a criminal enterprise, yep. whatever. Okay. Yep. Um, you don't have the means to carry out this homicide, this murder yourself. I don't. So, you, so you go to uh, a professional, yep. a pro, uh, yep. you know, whether it be a, a conventional hitman or, yep. or, or, or some uh, special forces person moonlighting and doing this nice. type, this type okay. of wet yeah. work, as they yep. call it. Yep. Yeah. Um, because I know that they can look after it, and I know they'll get the job done. Yes. Um. So I can solicit a murder, yep. murder for hire. Yep. I can be a conspirator in a in an attempted murder. A lot of yes. these get thwarted because the the hitman is an undercover operator yep. or, or FBI agent or something like that. So still the, the charges flow from there. In some cases, they're, they're successfully carried out and then solved later and people prosecuted. Um, it would make sense that you would know, or especially if you had certain contacts, what channels, back channels to go through to get a hit done today. Yes. Why is God then yes. the first person these 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 uh, people who who have these imprecations. Yep. Why, why is he the go-to if he is a love loving? He's loving God because of human nature. It's a justice thing as well. So in the situation, David wanted his own justice. Also, the same David who's also raped a woman. So he didn't want justice then. He wanted justice at his own accord and his own feeling and so forth. So it comes to that point in, in all of us and saying, "Okay, God, I want it my way. So therefore, I want them destroyed." Now I'm not saying he's not wrong. And saying, yo, this is not right. I want to just, I want justice on this. However, God is a God of justice. We believe in our, in our theology and also in the Bible. So therefore, we can't take it upon ourselves to say, okay, enough's enough. We can't bring it to God and say, yo, this is not right. Like, what are you going to do about this? I.e., multiple stories in the Bible. Um, so it comes to trust in that. So does it suck sometimes? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. If you're getting battered and bruised and you lost this and that and so forth, and you're like, I got nothing, I'd for sure be like, yo, God. I just lost my wife and my kids in my house. Like, where, where are you? Like, I want them dead. I want vengeance. So yeah, it's hard. It's the wrestling of that. So how do we deal with it? It comes to trust and to faith, which at times is very, very hard. So could it be said then that the, the role of God in daily life at the time uh, these stories were written mm -hmm. was so significant, so all-encompassing that you it wouldn't occur to you mm -hmm. to go to a man to get the job done. You would appeal to a, an omnipotent person yes. who, you, who you knew could, if they would listen to you, yep. Yep. act with extreme prejudice and yep. expedience. Versus, because yes. there was mercenaries back then. Yes, there was, yes, yes. So, uh, and I think there's some stories to sort of look at that, where, you, where yep. you, you'll, yep. you'll get basically someone who is conscripted to go and, and yep. carry out a yep. murder. 
Um, so I'm just wondering why the de the default is well in go instead of yes. yeah I'm going to go to God with this. Oh, the critical part, excuse me, in regards to that is that they have the multiple tribes: Gergesites, Amorites, Jebusites, different tribes, in which God is saying, "I'm the one true God." So I need you to follow me in this lead of yes, you're angry, you're pissed off, 100%. I get that, but don't do it their way. I need you to follow me because if I want the world to be in my image and they're made in my image and that I am the one true God, you can't be doing that way or their way, do it my way. So yes, absolutely, you can rail on them, get mad at them, want them to die, 100%, but don't act like they are acting, which therefore means you're no different, which means you're following their ways, which gets to obviously to the judges aspect and also different stories that we talk about down the line, the different podcasts. So that's a critical piece on God saying, I, you're, I'm your God, Israel, God of Israel. Don't be like the Jebusites, the Gergeshites, just trust me. Human nature, one thing, it comes in and says, no, I want my justice now. I want my pound of flesh now. I'm not going to wait till you, because I have no idea how you're going to do it. I may not even like the results you're going to do it. That's right. I.e., for example, um, Jonah is like, you saved them. Do you know what they did to your people, God? Like, are you serious? You saved those people? Like, come on. So he's pissed. At the end, he's like, I'm done. He doesn't even repent at the end of the story. He's like, forget you, God. So... Yeah, we have to come to God once again, and it's hard. As I said before, it's very, very hard as a Christ follower to say, okay, I'm giving it to your hands, God. Like, I'm not going to get a, a hitman, FBI agent, which would be much easier. Okay, I'm going to trust you. And please, in this trust, please do what is right. Because we, as we say in the, in the Christian faith, the Lord's Prayer, thy will be done on earth as in heaven, which means you know what's best, the situation at whole. You have that 30,000 square foot um, viewpoint. I'm going to trust you in your application, what you're going to do. I may not agree with it, but I'm going to trust you that the end result is of justice and it's also what's the right thing to do. So you just raised the, the undercover uh, sting operation or undercover agent yep. be, being the fake hitman. Yep. So in those ca cases, um, there is no hitman. They're doing, it's an undercover play as we would call it. Oh, nice. Um, okay. And, uh, but the person soliciting the murder, yes. obviously, could be charged with, I mentioned, any number of things. Yeah. And uh, so if and when they're found guilty, yes. one of the sentencing considerations, sentencing considerations usually run along two lines. Um, general deterrence. Which means? Which means um, there's other people out there with half-baked ideas like this too. <laughs> And when they read about this in the news, they're going to see a stupid criminal got yeah. caught, hired an undercover FBI agent as a hitman, and is going to go now to jail for X number of years. Maybe I don't want that to happen to me. That's general deterrence. deterrence. Nice. Specific okay. deterrence okay. is you are deterring the offender, okay. the convict, yes. from ever trying anything like this again. Okay. So... Courts have to balance that, whereby mm. what's the general messaging we want to send to the public at large? Yes. And what kind That's of close. corrective uh, action cool. do we want to take with this specific individual? Because, okay. I mean, let, let, let's face it, so a chronic shoplifter, you don't need to send a public message with an extreme sentence. for It's not going to stop people from shoplifting. True. But this 17-year-old who's yes. been popped eight times now and is yes. about to become an adult yes. uh, needs to start making some decisions. So as a judge, they may make a specific deterrent decision nice. that, yeah, you know what, you're going to start doing some it's petty theft, but you're yeah. going to start doing an intermittent weekend sentence in juvie. And maybe that will be enough to deter you from maybe going again. to the big house one day when you're a grown-up. Where I'm going okay. with this is I like that. Okay. Yes. when Jonah learns that God says, no, I'm not, God's basically the undercover agent who yes. says, nope, yes. not doing it. You, yes. You're barking up the wrong tree. Yes. Uh, 
what's his deterrent or what's his lesson learned to stop him from thinking like this again, other than the fact that... I from mean, Jonah's? Yeah. From his deterrent, I believe it comes down to God's loving God. He loves everyone. So even his enemy. So God loves even, quote unquote, Jonah's enemy, by which God, we believe that God has made all. So that even God has created the Assyrians, who is the enemy of the Israelites. Um, so it's, I love everyone. I don't want anyone to die. I don't want them to die. I don't want them to go to hell. I don't want them to be destroyed. So just go and tell them of my love, my grace, my mercy, and all those good things. And once again, a few minutes, Jonah's like, no, screw you, man. Like, I, <laughs> I want them dead. So once again, at the end of the beautiful story of Jonah, he's at a tree, he's looking over, and God saves them all. And at the end, he's like, I'm done with you. Like, I, I can't stand, like, you're, you're that loving. And I knew you were that loving that you would actually save them who is my enemy. And God at the end says, no, you're, once again, you're barking up the wrong tree. I like your analogy. He's like, I'm God of love and mercy and grace. So you've missed those three key points right. of who I am, Jonah. You want me to kill them just to make you feel better. I can't do that. So he renounces God. Uh, not overtly, but he's, he does, he's unrepentant. At the end of the story, he doesn't say, okay, God, I'm sorry, da, da, da. He's like, like a pouting child, like, like a five-year-old. Okay, fine, I'm going to go in the corner and screw so you, man. We, Come we, on. We don't know that he's deterred then from seeking out a plan B. Well, we, we know nothing ends yeah. up happening. True, true, yes. But again, were this to have been an actual, like, let's, let's replace God with, a, a again, someone who is in a comparative position yeah, of okay. omnipotence. Yep, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, or at least in the perception of the person who, yep, who yeah, wants yeah. the murder yeah. carried out. Um, and it just sort of ends, well... This was a fake sting. We're not going to charge you. There's no repercussions, yeah. but don't do, let's don't do it again. Finger, finger wagging. Yeah. They're not going to be deterred from then That's saying, true. you know what? I'm going to go then to just this, this criminal enterprise down the street. Yes. Or I'm going to yes. wait outside yep. of the, uh, yep. you know, the yep. VFW for uh, someone looking for wet work who's yes. uh, unemployed yep. now. So, um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? That maybe... Mm, that's a good question, buddy. I like that. I like well, that. This nope. is, and for the record, we do not rehearse this. This, started, <laughs> this, this is off the cuff. Yeah. This is completely this is, off the good, cuff. You're good, brother. Um, so if I can go back to David for a second, at the end, he is repentant. And also he does understand that God is a God of justice and love and mercy. So therefore he does ask for, the, hey, I want them to destroy it. I want them to be blind. I, I, you know, I want them to stop their nonsense and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But also God says to them, remember you. Remember what you did? Remember that young lady Bathsheba in which you killed her husband? And you raped her. So now you want me to take justice on them, but don't you want to be innocent? Are you sure you want to do this? Because obviously then at the end, David does get in trouble, and blah, blah, blah. There's consequences for that. His son dies and all that stuff. Um, and he messes up his whole kingdom. But we have to be cautious. A critical thing of the story, the implication is be very cautious what you're asking for and praying for, because you have blood in your hands. Because we're all, in the, once again, in Christian faith, everyone's a sinner. It doesn't matter if you're a liar, it doesn't matter if you're a murderer, it doesn't matter if you're a rapist. Sin, every single sin is equal. There's different consequences, but sin is a sin is a sin. Um, and so we have to be very cautious of saying, okay, God, I want them dead. And God could turn around and goes, okay, so you want them dead because of this. Okay, how about you now? I know you're an adulterer. Or I know that you, I don't know, you're selling, you're doing child porn, whatever. Whatever, like a nonsense, like egregious, disgusting abominations. Right. God could turn the table and go, you are yeah. not innocent. Um, that's a critical piece of the implication. So with David and the Jonah, um, it goes on and on and on, like multiple stories in which God, people are saying, I want justice. And God literally goes, yeah, you, hey, I'm just. You're a human being. I'm infinite. You're finite. You have no idea the whole scope of this. Do you really want to go there? 
And sometimes they go, yeah. It goes, okay, remember this, because it's going to come back to you, haunt you um, in that. So, yeah. So that takes us inevitably then to the next step of mm-hmm. our sort of conversation in that um, forget the hitman piece. Yes. Forget the murder for hire. Yes. Um, how about the ultimate secular form of omnipotence, the state taking a life in order to Ooh. mete out justice? Well done. You're good, Mike. Well done. Well so done. You, you mentioned, okay, mm. uh, adulterer, murderer, rapist. Yes. Uh, you know, how do sin is a sin is a sin. It is. Well, we've that has been refined, one might say, or has at least been sort of parsed out yep. into capital crimes yes. yep. in yep. states that have the death penalty system. Yep. yep. And there are certain crimes that are deemed to be so uh, morally repugnant yes. that the only, in a biblical sense, yeah. in a, in a take him out or her out. Sorry, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, imprecations yep. writ large by the state. Yep. Where right. a yep. uh, victim during a victim impact statement, whether a prosecutor as part of the prosecutorial strategy mm. advances a case to the state, much mm. like uh, to God. Yep. Yep. State as God. Uh, take this person's life yep. you know, in the name of justice. Yes, yes. What are your thoughts on that? Woo! You don't pull punches, eh? <laughs> is that, is, do you think that's a biblical legacy in, ingrained in, enshrined in the, the justice system? Yes. And, and if so, yes. why is it such a polarizing issue? Because the common law system uh, is supposed to be consistent, is yep. descended all from the same principles yep. and virtues. Yep. Yeah, the Judaic So yes, yes, yes. over the years, certain... Mm. Uh, perspectives on that have been adopted yes. by certain states and, yep. and initially colonies, yep. um, commonwealths, yep. and yep. the tradition continues. The yep. methods have changed, yes. uh, but the, the end result is the same. The end result is the same, which yep. is really, uh, to me, again, um, mm. you're not making the plea to God. You're making a plea to the state, uh, the state vis-a-vis yes. a judge, a yep. jury, yep. Uh, yep. The, yep. Yeah, court of appeal, whatever. Mm. For me, I mean that's not a five-minute answer. That's probably like a PhD dissertation. <laughs> Seriously, for me, honestly, dude, as a as a man, as a father, for example, if someone raped my daughter, um, take him out, take him out. I'm done. I'm done with you. And yes, you're supposed to like obviously forgive. And so now I'd be like, no, hell no, hell no. Um, so that's just one of the abhorrent sins of child porn, whatever it is. Right. And, and you know that person's going to do it again. Well, that's like, just it. That's it. The person's going to do it again. It's not like, okay, oh crap, I got caught stealing a Mars bar. Like, I don't know, something stupid. Like, okay, buddy, just yeah. get, get the five cents and whatever it is. Or get the buck and just buy it. But if you do know it is a habit by which it is continuous, it is persistent, it is, there's forethought in this. Right. Yeah, as, as a man, uh, I'll be like, and as a father, I'll be like, and as a husband, he's, this person's proven. Yeah. They're not going to stop. They, they've proven it. we got to stop this nonsense. And also, hopefully, it's a, a, say the, a general deterrence saying so other people are like, oh, they took him out because of whatever crime it is. Although, so, studies suggest yeah. that um, severity of punishment yes. is including execution yes. is an ineffective general deterrent. That really? The, the certainty of punishment is the best general deterrent. But you don't catch everybody. In fact, we know 2020 marked the lowest solve rate for homicide in recorded history, where basically one in two killers in the United States, and close to that in Canada, never identified out there walking around. Wow. So they're not getting caught with certainty. Yes. 
So, I mean, and again, we can only guess here, but to compensate for the lack of certainty, do you shore up severity yes. in, in, in order to, or, mm. is this, or is this purely revenge, state-sanctioned revenge? But like you said, and this is supported mm. by, by, the, by peer-reviewed studies, yes. sex offenders, and particularly child sex offenders, have yes. the highest rate of recidivism or repeat offending of all identified violent offenders. Wow. Meaning that, you, you know, you, you go on and on. You, and, on. You, and they don't age out. Like, so you'd think, you know, in your 60s, you're not, you know, that still driven and uh, deranged, yes. but they just find new ways as their body sort of breaks down to, to carry out what used to be sort of, you know, um, wow. crimes where they would overpower the victim, they, they come up with more conniving ways. Wow. So um, this is why, you know, unfortunately, you have a number of uh, very dangerous sex offenders who much later uh, the argument is, well, you know, he's 75 now. Yes. Um, he no longer poses a risk. The study suggests the opposite. Wow. So Thank you, is, That's disgusting. Well, it is. And, I mean, we live I I in Canada, and um, the system is, is farcical. Yes. Whereas in the United States, life is life. Yes. And that's as good a specific deterrent and general deterrent as, yes. as I would think. Um, and yet some states still reserve the right in those very special cases yes. uh, to um, enact the ultimate justice, biblical justice. Yes, wow. And so this is a whole other conversation. I mean, we started, we started with implications no, good. as a progenitor to murder for hire. Yes. But God wasn't really even being hired. He was no. just carrying out, or they were hoping that he would he carry out. out the activities, yes. And now that's what certain states do. Yes. They don't collect a fee for, for doing this. In no. fact, it's extraordinarily, it costs them money to do this, and yet they, they do it anyway. Wow. So question for you then, two right. questions in regards to, um, do you believe the state is, is, should continue with capital punishment? I think Georgia, is it Georgia or South Carolina, South Carolina is returning it, bringing it back. Do you believe that they should have? Absolutely. State change? Absolutely. Really? Because, and yes. we've talked about this, Yes. Um, I may sit on the fence in terms of certain uh, religious views, yes. uh, but I do believe in wickedness. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I've seen it. Yes, and, no. yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, um, in the off chance, so first of all, these people, even when serving life, are dangerous to other inmates, yes. they're dangerous to guards. Yes. Uh, they pose the risk, and, and we know this, uh, depending on the crime. Yes. Uh, and during the pandemic, yes. uh, prison correspondence with people on the outside okay. surged because inmates had more time. The, the rec yards were closed. Wow. So they get on the computer and they start, they start corresponding and sending sort of and sexting with fans on the outside looking for these people. And the case of the Hillside Stranglers goes to show this can be conscripted to carry out crimes. And that sounds far-fetched, but there are well-known cases yeah. of, of this happening. Um, so it's not as though when serving life, they're, they're not still dangerous. Yes. And uh, that's what I believe to be uh, and never mind ruling out something like escape or here in Canada, mm. just absolutely uh, equally deranged parole decisions being made. Okay. So um, that process these people back out into society um, where That's they continue true. to pose a danger. Right. So that to me, yeah. Yeah. the public interest, yes. and not just not some uh, notion of revenge or, or eye for an eye in the more biblical yeah. sense, yeah. but the studies support yes. uh, whether they overtly endorse it or not, 
the studies support the rationale and logic yes, yes. of capital punishment. Okay. And when I say studies, studies on these types of offenders okay. who cannot be re rehabilitated, who have no interest in rehabilitation, who That's, wow. find excitement, yeah. Yeah. emotional mm. and sexual gratification through the suffering and humiliation of others and death of others. That is not a bell you can unring. Yes. The only way to end them is to end that yes. is to take that piece off the board. Yes. No, I agree with you. That's that's. Yeah, that's disgusting. And thank you for the history of that. That's that's quite disgusting. So yeah, that's wow. So what are we going to talk about next time? Great question. Yeah, so many. So we got like Judges eighteen, for example, in regards to rape, um, and in fact, allowing it, and allowing it. Not not only just the rape. The murder of a woman and the dismemberment of it as well. Um, and so also, I think yeah. right there, when I think permitted atrocities against yes. women, I automatically go to again. I'm always thinking, what's the modern secular equivalent yes. that the sort of uh, the Bible was ahead of us on sort mm. of classifying? I think automatically of human trafficking. Yes, which technically is the oldest trade in, in the, the world, world because I mean, that's really what prostitution is. Yes. Um, but now it just operates at a, a transnational level. Yes. Beyond, I think. Uh, to a degree beyond which I think most people understand. Yes. So, yes. so that's immediately yeah. where I go there with that. I'm going to come up maybe with some other yeah. uh, criminological linkages. But That'd be awesome. Uh, yes. Yeah. A critical piece in regards to that, which I love this tremendously, the Christ in crime, is that many of us who are Christ followers don't actually think there's a connection, obviously, in the crime world. There is. There has There is. Absolutely. Everything, the wickedness in that. And hopefully, by the world, those people on your side, that's cool, there's actually a theological underpinning to this. Why? And wickedness is wickedness. It's, it's evil in the world. And some people, as you, and I agree with you a thousand percent, Mike, on you cannot be rehabilitated. Like, no. If you've, you've gone past the limit of wickedness and sin. So, to me, and I agree with you, you have to be. And again, we have more clinical nomenclature now. You're not going to get a forensic psychologist on the stand during a, a pre-sentence hearing or, mm. or at a parole hearing using the term wickedness. True. We have, we have, <laughs> we have much, but really, yes. when yes. you boil down yes. certain paraphilias, uh, certain psychopathologies, yes. that's what it is. And you can come up with, is it congenital, environmental? Is it mm. uh, yeah. you know, the result of, 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 a, of trauma yep. in the end? It is what it is. Yes, that's true. What's done is done. So Judges 18, which is a huge one. Um, human trafficking, sex trafficking, rape, dismemberment. That was one. We could do another Psalm. I think it was Psalm 37, 137. Uh, another imprecation one, which is a different feeling from the David one, which comes from Jeremiah. So remember the, the song, By the Rivers of Babylon. Yes, I do. That's uh, Bonnie M. Bonnie M, that's right, Bonnie <laughs> So that's another... Imprecatory Psalm, um, in which it was from Jeremiah. So it's written, they believe, scholars believe it's from, written by Jeremiah, in which the people are now in exile. So in Babylon now, and right. they're being now changed into their culture, their mindset, and their names. And so they're like, I want to go back home. And they're like, you're not going back home. You're never going to go back home. Uh, you're our slaves now, and we can do whatever we want with you. So he, people then, in Psalm 131, say, God, take him out. Once again, it's another uh, of that. We won't be going back to Israel. We'll go back to the Holy Land. We won't go back to Jerusalem. So yeah, Judges 18, Psalm 137. I can't remember. There's another one you put down, which is a very good one. I can't remember right now, but yeah, those are just yeah. little tidbits. Lots, lots more to come. So yeah. Um, yeah. on behalf of the Reverend Steve Green, uh, Dr. Mike Arnfield here at Western University, King's University College in particular, um, thanks for joining us. And uh, this is good, buddy. see you next time on yes. Christ and Crime. Yes. Join us next week for our penetrating discussion on Judges 19.
and whether it actually foreshadowed femicide as a criminological and legal phenomenon.